listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Fueled by a passion for travel and affinity for the mystical and exotic, Michelle Delapierre, founder of Saffron Road, creator of the brand, joins us here today. As a young woman, Michelle traveled the ancient trade routes of India and Nepal in search of rare embroideries and textiles. After sourcing materials, Michelle then had them crafted into beautiful bohemian-style clothes and accessories and brought them back to Sydney's Bondi markets where customers were captivated by the craftsmanship, prints and patterns. Exploring distant lands and channeling creativity into designs brought Michelle a great deal of joy and fulfilment. The label Saffron Roche was then sold in bricks and mortar retail spaces for several years before moving online. It was at this point Michelle saw tremendous growth along with building a community and profits increased by 2000%. Michelle also changed her money mindset and found her niche. All these elements helped with increased sales. In this podcast episode, we talk about Michelle's business journey, mindset, and so much more. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me, Alison. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Absolutely. So before we talk about your business, I'd love you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, hello, I'm Michelle. I'm the designer, founder and owner of Saffron Road Fashion. We are primarily online um, e-commerce fashion outlet now. And we used to do, I used to do everything in fashion. I think I used to do markets, festivals. I used to have shops. I used to have pop-up booths, you name. I did wholesale. I did everything. I've been in, I've been in the business for a long time, about 30 years now. And uh, just recently, I mean, you know, maybe four or five years ago, I just focused um, online and we've been online ever since and I absolutely love it. How long has the Saffron Road brand been going for? I started when I was 21 at Bondi Beach Markets. Wow, so that (laughs) brand name has gone for that long. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually... Cool. I actually called up Shopify. I had a problem with our website and he was looking up my history and he goes, do you know that you're one of the oldest e-commerce shops that we have? Wow. Anyway, yeah. What was the inspiration behind the brand name? I used, I was like, I was a bit of a hippie. I went to India and I was just like, I just loved it. I loved everything esoteric. I love travel. I love being on the plane. I love being in different cultures. I love the fabrics, the colors. I really spent a long time just like, you know, going through Nepal, Asia, kind of India. And I I mean, I spent years there. So I thought I always felt like I was kind of like on the Saffron Road, if you know what I mean. And so that's where the inspiration of the name came from. Oh, okay. That totally makes sense. And at what point did you decide you needed your own label? Uh, At the beginning. So when I was doing, I started doing the markets, uh, a friend of mine had a stall at Bondi Beach Markets and she said, can you come and share 
she was like one of the first doll holders that was, it was when the market started. Yeah. And she said, come and share the store with me. I had no history of doing trade or design or anything. And I made these little bags. I was like, okay, I think the rent was like $30 or something. Wow. And we shared this market stall. And I made these little leather bags and I just loved it. And I was like, wow. And I love talking to the customers. And I just love the whole thing about it. And I came from like a corporate sort of, I was working in public relations and I just wasn't gelling. The whole corporate life just was not me. Right. And, and so I went to India to get these bags made. And I thought, oh, you know what? Because I, I was hand making them in Australia, I couldn't keep up. So I thought I'll go to India and I'll make beautiful things. And it was, I was really into it anyway. And I, I made all these bags and they were awful. And <laughs> I got these tops made, like these beautiful antique saris. I think I saw it on the last day that I was there. I saw these antique saris mm. and I was like, these are absolutely beautiful. And they'd made them into these like sort of free uh, wrap tops that, you know, one size fits all. And I was like, oh, wow, I love those. And and so I bought those and I came back to Australia after having spent months making these bags. And, of course, I didn't sell a bag and I sold all of the tops. That's funny. <laughs> and it was just a natural progression yeah. to go the fashion. And then I went back again and I then I had tops and skirts and I had no, I've got no formal training in fashion whatsoever. So everything wrapped, tied, you know, it was really, you know, easy fit, which was, you know, worked really well as well where I was selling. That's incredible. And then you had a retail store and went online and going online was a really pivotal moment for you, wasn't it? It was. I I really, coming from the markets, I wanted like so many people and I think a lot of people who are in retail will, will resonate, like they want to shop. I want to shop, I want to shop. It's almost like, you know, you're a little kid, you want a pony and when you actually get a shop, you're like, oh, my Lord. Like you don't really get that it's a liability and it's so hard and it's so much pressure. And I had a shop during the GFC, the Global Financial Crisis, oh so that was just tough and I lost everything and I ended up having to go back to the markets and I was like wow this is free like if I make a thousand dollars this is my thousand dollars so I basically had to claw my way back again um I think tenacity in business is the name of the game and um and then I started I, I then I went into like pop-up shops uh, you know went into the shopping centers and um I think the I think in essence, shopping centre management are, you know, virtually the devil. And <laughs> I don't really, I didn't have a great experience because we were so busy that the shops got, you know, it's really cutthroat. So if you're, if you sort of, if you're doing very well, that's actually not a great thing in a shopping centre. I know. Because you, yeah, you know, the big label will start to come and go, you know, I want her out, you know, and if they've got like 50 shops across, you know, their portfolio, they can do whatever they want to you. So there's always that sense in business in my whole sort of like being in business that somebody else always owned me. Somebody else always had control over of, over my business, you know, like if the shopping centre said you're out, you're out, you know, if, you, if your landlord said, you know, I'm going to sell the shop, you're at everyone else's mercy and, and online was... I just, I just had had enough with with shopping centres, with retail, with staff. I was just like, wow, 
uh, I can't do this anymore. And I just, I was just like, I'm going to make online work. I, you know, like Tony Robbins says, yeah. burn your bridges. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just, I, I, I just said, I've had enough. And I closed all of my, I had a shop and I had a pop-up booth. I closed them all and I just, and I went online and it was pre-COVID, just before COVID. And I was just like, it just went kaboom. <laughs> you know I mean? wow. It was amazing. Wow. It was, a, 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 and I was just like, for the first time in my long 30 year history in business, I was the right place at the right time. But it was also because I'd also changed my, my mindset around money as well. I'd really felt like I sort of had that realization that I always had like a slightly panicky sense about money I think coming from like you know going through the global financial crisis always trying to save to make sure you had enough money for rent and wages you you do tend to come from like a fear-based um money mindset and I didn't even realize that it was a thing until I realized that my husband and I had vastly different ideas around money and he was always so relaxed about it you know oh it'll be all right and I was always so panicky like oh why aren't you getting this and and he didn't he 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 didn't work for about eight months we were in a really tight spot and I was just I was panicking about money all the time and and really pan I've never been an like a panicky person but I was having like anxiety attacks about it and I was like I really have to I really have to look at this I really have to change this this is this is actually me you know that those aha moments that you have yeah. where you like oh it's, <laughs> it's actually me and I um I, I listened to a podcast actually about it just popped up into my feed. I mean, it must have been the algorithm, you know. Yeah. And also when you want the information, the information comes to you. True. And so I listened to this um story about this this woman and her her sort of like toxic relationship with money. And I was like, that's me. Oh my God, I'm always I'm so fearful and panicky. And and I just and she had this mantra like money money what was it money flows easily and freely that's it money flows easily and freely so anytime I was having a panic I was like money flows easily and freely. <laughs> money flows easily it and works freely. though it works oh my yeah God. in within 12 months my husband had um got got a job we had bought our first house I had bought my my um company's um headquarters uh, we were online. We were doing, you know, over seven figures. It was like, whoa. So, you know, it, 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 and, and I, I do believe also, like, if you're in a fear based place, you're not making good financial, you're not making great creative decisions. Yeah. You're not a great designer. You're perhaps not coming from the right intention. And I really do believe that your customers can feel your intentions. I, I literally was about to say the same thing. And I find that the universe can pick up whatever you're thinking. So if you're thinking negatively or like with a non-abundant mindset, everything just slows down. Yeah. It's and incredible. It, it, and it's when you are, and, and it, you know, these things, if things are going on okay, it's when the the 
the are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> when the shit really hits the fan, yeah. when is when you need these this tool bag. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I see the younger generation, they're they're doing it now from the start. I'm like, wow, you guys yeah. are great. We kind of yeah, waited until right. you know, we were like 40 and everything, yeah. you know, <laughs> felt the shit. Yeah. We're like, we're gonna do something. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So do you think that it was just that podcast that changed your mindset or do you think that you were ready, like you, in your back of your mind, you're going, you know, what, I'm ready to make a change? Yeah. We had done, like a few years ago, um, my husband and I did a Tony Robbins, uh, you know, that that um, weekend yeah. that he does. Yes. And we, I always thought he was a little bit cheesy yeah. and I, you know, it's very commercial and, and, um, but we want, we were ready to do something like that. And, and we, we walked on fire that weekend. It oh. was, we actually didn't really read the fine print. We're like, yeah, let's go do that. That'll be fun. It was in Sydney. You know what I mean? And, and we'll kind of, um, and he said, and then Tony was talking and he said, you know, okay, so now we're going to go walk on fire. And my husband and I looked at each other and went, like, literally, it was like a comedy act, like, fire? What fire? <laughs> we had it, Fred. What we were doing, we walked, and we did, we walked on fire. It was amazing. But there was something that he said, and and things still didn't change for me after that weekend, but I, I do believe you absorb certain. Agree. Like, bits and pieces of that and he always says you know when you're ready it'll be like not not another minute not another day not another like hour am I going to do it you burn your bridges and you just go for it and yeah I was at that moment where I I was just so fed up with real estate agents shopping centers you know managers like um whatever I was just like nah I'm done I'm going for it it's like when you when you want to change anything, you we all we're the ones driving the bus, you know. Yeah. And when we change gear, we, you know, you speed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's super interesting. So in your just going back to your business and the mechanics, do you do a lot of email marketing now that you're online? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Email marketing are one of the core we send out two to three emails a week because we also have a uh, we have a private um, Facebook group called the Saffron Road Committee, and that is I would have to say that's like one of the engine rooms of our of our company um, because women like post photos of themselves. It's a private group, so you know there's no there's no weirdos allowed, no pervs, yep. and they post photos of themselves. So they inspire they inspire each other. They inspire each other to wear. The clothes um, they inspire. It's it's an amazing group. They they inspire friendships. Like they have lunches and, wow. and events. They like, we're going to Melbourne for uh, we're on the Gold Coast. We're going to Melbourne on Sunday. They're having a luncheon and they've invited us. These are our customers. Like we're going to hang out with them. So there's this really great bond that our customers yeah. have formed. So that's a really, really cool. big part of our strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that really supports the, the the website because, you know, maybe someone buys something from a website and I'm sure that we've all done it and then we never wear it, mm. you know. And just to see that be, being part of that group um, shows the women, like maybe they see another woman like who's, you know, the same age, the same size and they're like, oh, look how she's, I can, I can wear it, you know, and then it's and it inspires them. So 
that's a really big so email marketing and and the Facebook group are really uh, sort of like what what drives our business, which is yeah. is quite odd. Like we're quite a unicorn in the e-commerce space. I mean, we don't even we we don't really even use Facebook ads. Instagram to me is still a little bit of a, you know, some people just have like massive success on Instagram, but I still can't tell whether it works or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think, look, you might even find that people go on there but don't necessarily follow and engage because I know if I'm shopping for fashion online, I don't necessarily follow the account. But when I'm on the website, I will definitely go and have a look on Instagram to see how the clothes are being worn in more of a lifestyle sense yeah I bet you bet that's what happens is like so you wouldn't even know that there's people looking yeah we still still have our Instagram so it's really and and also your photography you know like if you if you're just starting out in e-commerce you really have to it's it's a big investment but it's just worth it you know the photography I yeah I used to do it myself when I started with you know with my model and my iPhone and you know I mean (laughs) just makes such a big difference and and like these days you know you just go on to Shopify or you know that other that other one I can't remember the name of and you can just put together a website quite easily but it's 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 keeping those customers you know like make beautiful things and you, you your customers will come back you don't have to find you know 200 new customers a day no, that's right oh. yeah so true uh what are some upcoming trends for winter please Oh, maxi skirts are making a big comeback. Yeah, the 90s are slip dresses. Oh, we've been doing slip dresses for a couple of years now. They sell out every time. Um, So that's a really good thing because you can wear wear those. It looks like a maxi skirt. Just put a beautiful big knit over the top. They're bias cut so they they suit, like they just really flattering and some boots and a chunky scarf. Oh, my God, it sounds gorgeous. Yeah, that's a really nice look. Um, get rid of all of your skinny jeans. That's all gone. You have yeah, right. to go by the by. They keep trying to bring back low rise, but you know, women just aren't having it. They're like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. And what about colours? Is there anything that's coming uh, out? That beautiful cobalt bolt, cobalt. Blue. Blue and yeah. brown are huge, look beautiful together. Uh, I'm seeing lots of um, purple is big. Feels right. like purple's been big for a while. but um, And these are great, great colours because they're going to follow through for summer. So, you know, if you buy a nice pair of, like, linen brown pants, you're going to be able to wear them now with, like, a nice cobalt, you know, um, blue, like, knitwear. And then, you know, you keep them for summer. Um, so I, I, from what I can see, and I, I don't know whether that's like, you know, sort of like responding to the the what's happening in the economy, like the colours seem to be going a couple of seasons, which is really good for the customer because that means that they can still feel, they can still buy something and, you know, it still feels in fashion for, you know, a good, a good year or two, which is really nice. I mean, if you follow trends that much, which, you know, not I all do. of us do. I do. I love fashion. <laughs> I love fashion. And the Euro prints, oh, my Lord. Oh, beautiful. Like all, I mean, you must have seen it, you know, in the um, uh, in interiors, you know. Anyway, there's lots of Euro prints coming. So uh, I just I just love what's happening. I, every time we make, we're making new prints now at the moment, it's like, ah, we all get excited. We can't wait for it. 
<laughs> what you're wearing now, that's one of your prints, isn't it? Isn't, yeah, portraits. Yes. I saw it on your website. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This will this will go through for a good couple of seasons as yes. well. I really like that. I want value for money. I don't want to. I don't want my customers to have to like you know, not not be able to get you know a good wear out of out of their things. Keep them for a couple of seasons. Fill up to date. Well, it comes down to sustainable fashion as well. You know, yeah. it's good for the environment. The longer we. we we keep and reuse and rewear our outfits and repurpose. Well, absolutely. absolutely. Sorry to interrupt. We have like two, like which are started by customers. We don't even, we don't, we promote them and support them, but they're buy, swap, sell pages. So there's mm. two, like, not only do we have like our committee page, but we have like these two buy, swap, sell pages. So if you buy something and you wore it, you know, maybe you've worn it a couple of times, you're like, you know, I, I don't love this. You can put it on the buy, swap, sell page and, and sell it. You know what I mean? And on sell it to another woman who missed, you know, would have missed out in the launch. And they're like, oh, I got my. And then, you know, they've been looking for that piece for a while. So, because uh, we don't overproduce, we don't, um, yes. we try and produce what we need rather than overproduce, then go on sale. Overproduce, go on sale. I really hate that. You know, it just feels very wasteful to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Where, where can everyone find your clothes? saffronrow.com.au and we are that's our website uh you can join our private uh facebook group which is called the saffron road committee that is a whole lot of fun um be ready (laughs) we do live try-ons and all sorts of things in there it's kind of it's, it's a lot of fun and on instagram we're at saffron road fashion amazing michelle thank you so much for joining us here today oh alice was lovely thank you so much for having me